Hello, Paula Byrne here, Advanced Tax Lecturer for Griffith College. I'm also the author of the only ACCA and CPA approved tax books in Ireland. If you'd like to purchase a copy, please email anne.donegan at griffith.ie. Enjoy. So what's a close company? A close company is a company that's under the control of five or fewer participators and their associates are one that's controlled solely by participators who are directors, regardless of how many they are. So any number of directors. Okay, so what's control? Well, control means you have over 50% of the share capital. So you'd have to be voting share capital, of course. What's a participator? So a participator is a shareholder or other person who has an entitlement over the assets of the company. So generally in the exam questions, they are shareholders. What's an associate? So an associate is an associate, an associate of a participator. They're probably business party partners or blood relatives. And of course, what's a director? A director is a director with the usual functions of directors and managers with a 20% shareholding in the company. So let's do that again. So what is a close company? A close company is one that's under the control of five or fewer participators, which we know is mainly shareholders, or their associates. And what are their associates, mainly their business partners, or their blood relatives? Or one that's under the control of uh, any number of directors, regardless of their number. All right. Now, generally in the exam, it's generally under the control of five or fewer participators and their associates, rather than any number of directors, but you could ask that. And the other thing I would say to you is that the majority of Irish limited companies in Ireland are in fact close companies. So for close companies, there's six different types of transactions we need to be very, very familiar with and how what the tax consequences are of the of those consequences not just from the participator's perspective but also from the company's perspective so we need to know them but we also need to know two further types of close company surcharges which penalizes companies for undistributing certain types of income so let's have a look at the uh, the six types of consequences. So the first one would be where you'd have expenses paid to or on behalf of participators and their associates. Now, what is the consequence for the company? Well, the consequence for the company is where there are expenses paid, that the company must treat it as a distribution. It is not tax deductible. Now, this is, of course, I'm talking about expenses paid to participators who are not employees or directors, right? So that would be treated as a distribution. What would be an example of that? An example would be where maybe a director shareholder sends his spouse off maybe on a golfing holiday 
and that is put through the company. That spouse does not work for the company and therefore that is treated as a distribution. If it is treated as a distribution, the company must pay dividend withholding tax by the 14th of the following month. Now, what's the consequence for the participator, for the, spouses, uh, for the spouse of the director shareholder? Well, if it's a distribution, they'll be taxed under Schedule F. They will pay tax at their marginal rate of tax. They will have to pay income tax, universal social charge, and PRSI. So it could be potentially as high as 52%. Okay, so let's go on to the next one. So that was expenses paid to participators, distribution. Okay, number two, transfer some of assets at undervalue to participators and, of course, their non-employed associates. Now, what does that mean? That means that a company might have a building. And let's say the building is worth five million. And they decide then that they're going to transfer it to a participator. And they say to the participator, I look your grand, just give us the one million for that. And therefore, the undervalued element is four million. That's what I'm going to call the undervalued element, four million. It's the difference between the market value and what the participator paid for it, four million. So guess how that is treated by the company? Yeah, it is treated as a distribution, the four million, the undervalued element. It is not tax deductible. So that 4 million that is treated as a distribution, the company must pay a dividend withholding tax, which is 25% by the 14th of the following month. Now for the company, there's also a second consequence. And the second consequence, of course, is the companies have chargeable gains. Okay, this is a chargeable gain. So the company will have to pay corporation tax on their chargeable gain. Now, just a little word about companies and chargeable gains. So companies, the rule is that companies don't pay CGT. They generally only pay CGT on development land. And on other chargeable gains, they pay corporation tax. However, they actually pay the corporation tax at the CGT effective rate of 33%. So it's only really a cosmetic thing that's called, you know, it's just called corporation tax, but effectively it is, it is CGT because it's the same rate. But in your exam, you will say, they will pay corporation tax at the corporation tax effective rate of 33%. And you and me know that it's really CGT is what they're paying, but we won't tell anybody. Okay, and what's the consequence for the participator? Well, for the undervalued element, that is, we said that's a distribution, and therefore they will have to pay tax under Schedule F, just as in the previous transaction. They will also have a stamp duty liability. Don't forget about Perel stamp duty liability, which is currently, at the time of recording this, where are we now? I'm in September 2022. It is 7.5% on commercial buildings. That's normally what's being transferred to them. Okay, the third one is interest paid to directors or their associates who own more than 5% of the shares. So they have to have a material interest. Now, what would happen here is directors will give the companies a loan and then the company would pay interest to that director and think this is great, we're going to get tax deduction for the interest element. And that is not the case. 
oh my God, that is so not the case. So in fact, what is tax deductible by the company is merely 13% of uh, the lower of the share capital and the share premium of the company, which could be a very low figure, are all such kind of loans. So let me just recap on that. So what is tax deductible for the company? It's the lower of two figures. What are those two figures? Well, it's the lower of 13% of either the total of the share capital and the share premium of the com company are 13% of all such loans, all those kind of loans. Now it's normally 99 out of 100 times, it's going to be the lower, uh, it'll be the 13% of the share capital and the share premium. Don't forget about the share premium. Now, so that's the bit that is tax deductible. And the bit that's not tax deductible will just be the difference between that figure and the total interest. Now, how does the company treat it in their books? Well, the bit that is tax deductible, that is treated, and that's going to be normally a very small amount, that will be treated as an annual payment and the company will have to pay 20% income tax on that. And that gets paid at the same time as their corporation tax. For the bit that's not tax deductible, guess, what, guess how that's treated? Yeah, that is treated as a distribution and the company has to pay withholding tax on that dividend withholding tax by the 14th of the following month. Now at 25%. What about the person who's receiving, the director receiving the interest? Okay, well, you've already worked out the element that's tax deductible of the interest and then the balancing figure will be not tax deductible. So the bit that's tax deductible for the company, the director pays tax at his marginal rate under schedule D4. And the bit that's tax that's not tax deductible, we said treat that as a dividend of course. Well then the director will pay tax under schedule F for that. So um, what I would point out in these, when we say with the dividend withholding tax, that the person, the individual taxpayer can take a deduction in their own tax computation for the withholding tax already paid by the company. But the company could look to get a reimbursement of that. If he doesn't, he or she doesn't in fact reimburse that dividend withholding tax, it can be treated as a further distribution on behalf of it, and it goes around in circles. Okay, then we have loans to participators, or of course, any arrangement where the main purpose of which is to avoid um, a requirement to uh, withhold the 20%. So companies will have, what's the tax consequences for the company? The company has to withhold income tax from the regrossed amount of the loan. And don't get mixed up between this one and the last one. The last one was a loan from the participator. This is a loan to the participator. So companies have to withhold income tax from the regrossed amount of the loan at 20%. What do I mean by regrossing it? Well, divide it by 80 and multiply it by 100. So that's regrossing it, grossing it up. And then of that, 20% has to be paid over to revenue. So you're treating it like an annual payment and uh, that's income tax is paid at the same time as your corporation tax liability. Now, if they are an employee, it's treated as a BIK. Now, just to recap 
uh, just to remind you that if an employee gets a loan, uh, the, the employee, it's treated as a BIK for, the, um, for that employee. It depends on what they're going to use the loan for. So if they're going to use it for their house, to either buy a house or to extend their house, improve their house, well, then it is treated, it will be taxed at 4% of the loan. And if it is for any other purpose, for example, to buy a car, well, then it is, the BIK is 13.5% of the loan. It's quite expensive. Now, if the employee, by the way, contributes to that, so let's say they say, the company says, yeah, we'll give you a loan, but it's not tax-free. We're going to charge you, say, 2%. And if the loan is for a car, well, then it's 13.5% less than 2%. And if it's for a home, well, then it's 4% less 2%. Okay, let's move on. And then writing off, finally, writing off loans to participators. There is no tax refund for the company, tough. That's a tough situation. I was going to use a rude word there. I'm glad I didn't. So write off loans to participators. It is not a tax refund. So sorry about that. And then for the participator, it is actually taxed under Schedule D case four. Now, I want to talk then very, very briefly about these close company surcharges. Now, what are they all about? So close company surcharges, the first one is when there is undistributed investment and estate income. Now, what's that? Investment and estate income is if a company has any Schedule D, three, four, or five income. So D3 gross income, foreign income, Schedule D4 net income from investments, you know, interest income and the like. Um, and then Schedule 5 would be rental income. Now, also what goes in here would be Schedule, would be franked investment income. So a company is penalized for not distributing this type of income to their, um, to their shareholders. Why is that? Because if this kind of income was not held within a company, well, then a shareholder would pay, a taxpayer would pay tax. You know, they pay income tax. And as you know, income tax is expensive with the universal social charge and the PRSI. So sometimes they think, they look to be kind of, be, be very clever about this. And they say, you know what? I'm going to put it in a company because if it's in a company, companies are only taxed at 25% on this type of income. Of course, franked investment income isn't taxed, but they generally are taxed at 25% of this type of income. So revenue come along and say, go way out of that. Not at all. You, are, you must distribute it to the taxpayers. And if you don't, we're going to charge you a further 20% close company surcharge. So what goes into this computation is Schedule D3, 4, and 5. And this is income that is taxed at 25% corporation tax. Now, as a complication, franked investment income also goes into this computation. Franked investment income does not go into the main corporation tax computation, but it does go into the close company surcharge computation. Now, so how do we calculate it? Well, we put, we, we, so what we're going to do is we will put into our calculation for our close company surcharge, case three, four, and five, and our franked investment income. Now, of that income, what is actually available for distribution? 
well, we need to make, take into account that revenue are looking for 25% on the three, case three, four and five income. So we will take that as a deduction. So we'll say, okay, of all that kind of income, the tax man, they're going to get 25% on case three and four and five. And therefore, actually, we don't have all of that available. So it's a bit after tax. Right. And the next thing we can take a discount for is something called a trading discount. And the trading discount is 7.5% discount of that after-tax income. Now, you only get that if the company has a, tra a trade, either Schedule D1 or 2. And normally, companies are Schedule D1. But if they have a Schedule D2 income also, so if the company has also, as well as having case three, four, and five, and some front investment income. If it also has case one and two, it can take this trading discount. Case one and two doesn't go into this computation, by the way. It's only scheduled three, four, and five for front investment income. Oh, great. So now, after the trading uh, discount of 7.5%, what we're left with is what's liable to the surcharge. And that's what gets taxed at 20%. Now, if what's liable to the surcharge is 2,000 euro or less, well, then that's all right. They won't worry about that. Don't be bothering revenue paying that. They're not interested. So that is not, the, so it's only if it's over 2,000 that they look for the 20% of it. You can, of course, deduct what's liable to the surcharge by making a distribution make a distribution, make a dividend. And in fact, you can make, you can further uh, decrease this. You, you have 18 months to make a distribution. They give you 18 months. Now, remember that when we talked about the various transactions that happen in a close company, some of those transactions are deemed distributions. For example, paying expenses for the golf holiday transferring an asset at undervalue and the like. So don't forget that if you get a close company question in an exam, that part A of it may well be to deal with those type of transactions and part B may be to do a close company surcharge. So don't forget that when you're getting to the stage where you're going to take the discount for any distributions paid, don't forget to take the discount for the ones that you've already calculated in part A. Students often forget to bring them in. Okay. Yeah. And that's the close company surcharge. And finally, let's have a look at the surcharge on certain service companies. This is a different type. This is where you have a Schedule D2 income in a company. Now, there's not a lot going for a Schedule D2 type of business being a limited company. There is because they don't have access to enough to, to many reliefs, if any. All right. And this is another area that you're kind of penalized for that. So it's designed to counter avoidance of tax arising from the diversion into close companies of income, usually arising from professional activities, because otherwise they would attract income tax, universal social charge and PRSI. Right? So uh, now, how do, you, how do you calculate this? Well, all you do is you'll take the Schedule D2 income, 
and you will work out what is available for distribution after the tax man gets their cut. So the tax corporation tax rate on this is 12.5%. So you'll take your Schedule D to income less the 12.5%. And that's what is available for distribution now. And that's is that what you're penalised on? Kind of, sort of. So what they say is, do you know what? We're not going to penalise you on the whole lot. We'll just penalise you on half of that. So take 50% of it. And it's on that 50% that the, that you are, uh, that the surcharge is 15%. So on the close, the main one that I just did, it was 20%. And on this one, it is 15%. And remember that you can reduce this if there is any distributions as there was in my, uh, in the previous type of surcharge. And that is close company, very done very, very quickly. Students generally like this area. They think it's okay or they hate it. Now, my personal experience of students that hate it is because they haven't gone to the pain, and it is painful, and I don't apologize for it, to learn all of the tax, the consequences. So you must read your book, the textbook, and you must learn off by heart what are all of the tax consequences of these transactions for both the company and for the taxpayer. And once you've done that, well, then it should be absolutely no problem to you.